And now for something completely different. A radio show about books. Didn't think it through at all. Inconceivable! <laughs> yes, the show's serious. That's totally a thing. Thank you. Tarzan of the Apes. Brought to you from out the pages of Edgar Rice Burroughs' immortal book. Oh, wow. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. And now for your host, Daniel Thompson, a completely underqualified buffoon who has no idea why he's here in the first place. And all were amazed and said, this guy is really good. Do you do children's parties? <laughs> all right, so the one-year adventure novel workshop. Summer workshop. This is a crazy event. Okay, it happens every year, generally twice a year. You have a summer and a winter. Obviously, you're not going to have two summers. That'd be redundant. But you have a summer and a winter, and there's so many guests, and there's so much wisdom that's brought to the table from those guests and from the Schwabauers. Uh, that is uh, different types of wisdom from each of them. Dan Schwabauer brings very different wisdom than Mrs. S does. Um, but they both bring a lot of wisdom, and it's just a, it's just a crazy fun event. There's there's no place like it where writers of this particular age group come together and convene and just are crazy together. And I have a great tradition with this workshop, mainly a tradition of missing it and occasionally coming. I was not able to attend this year's summer workshop, but today we have in two people who did, and we are going to recap. We're going to talk about the stuff that was discussed at this workshop. We're going to talk about some of the fun things that went down. Just get the picture of this workshop for myself and for those of you who did not get to go. So, without further ado, bum shakalaka. You're here because we want the best, and you're it. Nope, couldn't keep a straight face. Like, I don't even know your real name at this point. Like, you're like either Dread Pirate Bob or Tom Brown, or you're a Night Fury, and I don't know which. So, who the heck are you? I don't actually know anymore. <laughs> okay. Like, everyone everyone kind of called me Matt Smith at workshop. Well, yeah, you, like, okay. you kind of did the hair, and you have the chin. Yeah. You have an exceptionally pointy chin. He has a wide chin. I have, like, I have a pointy chin. He has a wide chin. I feel like his chin have is pointy. I don't know. Like, his chin is kind of like a, a, a brick. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm willing to accept that. What'd you just do? You know, I think I started laughing while drinking water. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> this is going to be the best episode. <laughs> best episode ever. Okay, well... Do you have like a list of stuff you actually want to talk about? Or you just are we just going to ramble? Believe it or not, I out. did actually put together a list of fun topics, so... Yay! I, just... I won't be just impri improvising... Because I'm bad at that. No, I'm worse. we can improvise a whole episode, man. I had I had Miguel on the other day, and we improvised like the whole entire thing. 
Well, I can see him doing that, but I don't think I could do that. I just realized how odd <laughs> my background looks. I have like a llama. Yeah, I, I thought it was like there was a big bunk bed behind you and that was like an entire room, but I just now realized <laughs> it's just a wall with stuff. It's a wall. It's a wall, Tom. <laughs> I I've got a picture of a llama and it's a map of got the map to Erebor over here. Ooh. Have a picture of a monkey over there. Oh, hey, that famous picture. Yeah. Xena so, disrespected that picture. I was so she angry. Disrespected yeah. it. I was like, yeah, how dare you? <laughs> she keeps she keeps taking it, and everyone who's been on there longer than like two or three years is like, no! <laughs> Shame like, on you! can only be one! <laughs> well, I'm retired, so, like, I guess she can have it. I mean... No! No! <laughs> as long as she... It throws... not simply take Leonette's monkey. I heard that she went around at the workshop interview, interviewing people with with an ice cream cone. And like... Yeah, she, she got one of those, you know, on the, the cafeteria tables, there's these buckets of napkins, and she took that and threw napkins of her own, yelling free stuff. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. No, but I could appreciate the level of effort that she's she's putting into it. I have a deep appreciation for that. That's wonderful. I would tell her, I would tell her that the Leonette appreciates her. I do. Yeah. I do appreciate her. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really confused. I'm not sure if I should feel like... I, I should feel honored or, like, stolen. I'm, I'm not sure at this point. So I'm just going to roll with it. I think it's... Pla I, I think it's plagiarism. Probably. you should yeah. sue. Not that not that the monkey <laughs> yeah. picture was originally mine. <laughs> it's not like... Not like I didn't I'm, get I'm that off sure the internet. That picture. Pretty sure you took that picture, yeah. <laughs> Once I, I had a. I thought that was your first selfie. <laughs> I had a friend who went on a college trip to Europe, and while he was at a store, he saw that picture of a monkey being used as advertising for like hand lotion. No like way. they'd blown it up really that big. Picture? That pic, that exact picture was being used in a European shop as advertising. That's Are awesome. we sure that Leonid doesn't have a business in Europe? No, we're not certain. <laughs> But if I do, I should be making way more money than I am right now. Fair enough. <laughs> I have a, I have an uppy downy chair. It's an uppy downy chair. An uppy downy chair? I'm just sitting in my bed. Because yeah. I was homeschooled you know, and I do things you know, in my like, bed. I'm at, I'm at like my, my friend's apartment and they left and they said, make yourself at home. So I was like, I'm going to steal your office chair and you can't do anything about it. Okay, that's good. Hey, I like that shirt. That's a cool shirt. Well, thank you. I was afraid I was going to wear it because, you know, product placement and you would get sued. But, you know, I remember this is just audio. This is just audio. <laughs> Not going to get sued. That works. Mm -hmm. Lucasfilms shows up. Like, I'm product placing hard, but I'm doing it in a snarky sort of way. It's my Toy Story. Oh, that's awesome. Dress. Oh, that's a great shirt. I love, I love Jurassic I love Park. That. Toy Story. That's great. Like, that's fantastic. It's too good. It's too good. I need to see Jurassic World. So, uh... Jurassic World was terrible. Watch Jurassic Park. Okay. Whatever. I watch. I'll watch one of them some point. Just here. don't watch Jurassic World first. Okay. Well, unless you want to watch Jurassic World first, then go back and appreciate the goodness that is Jurassic Park. 
None of the sequels have lived <laughs> up. Jurassic Park 2 is the worst, though. Uh, yeah. Wait, the one with the T-Rex? Where they bring the T-Rex to, uh, like, L.A.? Yeah. Jurassic Park 2. Is I like that one. Oh, I hated that one. I like Jurassic Park 3 about as much as I like Jurassic World, but Jurassic Park itself is so beautiful and wonderful. Jurassic Park 3, I was so upset because, like, the stupid spinoth Spinosaurus thing killed the T-Rex. Yeah, that was upsetting. It's like, the T-Rex is a classic. No. Um, no. nom nom. I was afraid that's what they're going to do with the... Jurassic World. They almost it's like they're gonna kill the T-Rex at the end. I was like, no, Rexy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it turned out okay though. It turned out okay. Mm. I suppose we could get the episode I started. I suppose. Oh, okay. I suppose oh, we yeah. should probably do that. I guess. Well, wait. What's the list of stuff you want to talk about? Oh, I'm just gonna ask you some things about the workshop, like. Oh boy! Like this is the, the idea behind this episode. This this is to be the official report on the very serious writing oh, okay. show oh, boy. about. So y'all both uh, if went you there, know about right? the sessions. Yeah, <laughs> and you want to know about the sessions? Ask Leva because I slept through ninety percent of them. <laughs> Bob, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I feel like I should go get my notes. Yeah, you can if you'd like to. Like, oh. Yeah, I think I'm going to go see if I can find Okay, them. cool. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm such an underachiever. Why'd you sleep through the workshop, Tom? I was tired, okay? We, we stayed up to 3 a.m. seeking about John Adi. What else am I oh, supposed to do? Oh, my word. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good and proper, though. That's, that's, that's good. I would have done it with you if I'd been there. But, like... I would have been honored to have your voice in our... Ode. I would have been honored <laughs> to include my voice in your road. It is beautiful. It's beautiful and wonderful, and I should play it on the podcast. I really should. Oh my! I'm gonna go find it and play it. I could probably find it faster than you. Probably so. Like we have a PM with all the original singers. But like, you know, go ahead. Oddly, it sounded much better at like 5 a.m. than it did. Strange. Isn't that so weird? It's so weird. Now, I'm a college student, so, like, staying up till 3 a.m. means that, you know, I have to still get up for my 8 a.m. class and be fully functioning. So you have no excuse to sleep through well, I mean, I, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock sessions. At, well, you know, it's just Mrs. S is herself, which, like, I don't want to say that's not important, but... It, well, it's not. I mean, let's be honest. It's... it's it's not like I'm gonna get anything out of that except for cool stuff. Like she might give me something, but she's never ever on the up, so I don't have any. I don't have any high hopes. Don't don't say that she'll never call you up. You never know. I mean, I've been up there. A but next times, year, I would. And I have nothing I to. Buy, I have nothing yeah. to contribute about writing at all. Nothing. Uh, welcome, to, <laughs> welcome to the club. Actually, I had a great story idea this week. I'll tell you about later. But. For next workshop, I want to buy one of those like inflatable T-Rex costumes and just run up on stage. You would be the most popular person. Do it. Please do. Oh my god. How much did that those cost? I need to know. Like $100. I need to know. While I look this up, we're oh. going to go ahead and start the episode. Hello everybody. We're live with the very Hi. serious riding show, and we have two guests. Two guests for the price of one. Why don't you two introduce yourself while I look up the inflatable T-Rex costume? 
I go, I go first? Okay. I'm yeah, Tom Brown, and this is the not-so-very-serious writing show. Is your name actually Tom Brown, <laughs> or is it Dread Pirate Bob, or is it Night Fear? You know, I'm just going to stick with Tom Brown for right now, because that's what it said on my name tag. Oh, okay. I guess. I trust my name tag. Well, that's that should be good, then. Okay, and then we also have... I'm Leela, uh, Grace. <laughs> Hi, Leela! Hi. <laughs> is your name actually Leela, or...? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it, it's actually Leela everywhere, so I don't, I don't have like, and other names like you do. You know, that's important to have that. Like, too many people know me as either Daniel or Leonad. But at least I can say that one is the other backwards, so... That benefits yeah. me, but at the same time, like... Blah. Yeah, I get um called Lee Lag sometimes. Lee Lag. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, Lee the G. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because I'm Lee the G on the internet, and so uh, a bunch of people thought it was Lee Lag, and that's kind of cool. So, but I mean, the, the the G is uppercase. Yeah. So I don't know, but it happens. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, that's good. That is all good. I'm bet you're wondering why I've called you all here today. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. Yep. Anyway, um, so you got surprised. So we are all three of us Oeners. Mm -hmm. You know, before we start this, I found I found the Jurassic Park inflatable dinosaur costume, and it runs between sixty and sixty and eighty-five dollars. That's what you're going to spend. I'm I'm so getting one of those. It's worth it. Yeah, do it. Yeah. If you want to share it, I'll, I'll half it with you. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. We'll go in on this venture together and get an inflatable T-Rex costume. One day you can be, be it. One day I can be it. It'd be... That would be amazing. Next workshop. Let's do Next it. Workshop. We are all three OENers, but the difference between you two and I is that I failed and did not go to a workshop. So You never went to a workshop? I've been to a workshop, just not this last okay. one. And that's really dissatisfying. Well, shame on you, because this was a really good workshop. I hear it was. I hear it was yep. really excellent. And I missed it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a sad as a result. You should be you should be ashamed of yourself. But so that I can justify my lack of presence there, you are going to tell me all about it, Tom and Leela. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay. What do you want to know? Y'all seem so yeah. excited about this. <laughs> Where do we start? Where do we start? Come on, yeah, Bob. Get in this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like every workshop I've been to has had like a different tone. It's like been like totally different in terms of the way it feels. What was the tone of this workshop? Oh, um, well, I don't know. I felt like a lot of it for me came from it being my second year. So everything was a lot more comfortable and felt very family mm -hmm. oriented. Yeah. I would say Which it was, was really a lot cool. more relaxed than last year. Mm -hmm. That's good. For, I mean, we're just chill. Yeah. And, um... Uh, I'm trying, trying to think. Yeah, I remember my second workshop being really chill. Just, just a very relaxed thing. But, of course, my second workshop was my first summer. I've been to a winter beforehand. And the winter, it doesn't get uh, more chill than winter workshop. <laughs> yeah. It, That's kind of weird. Isn't it like, don't you have to submit like a bunch of stuff to get to the winter workshop? Isn't it like more serious about the writing part? Yes and no. <laughs> yes, you okay. have to technically submit more. 
and there's there's an admittance process and it's meant for older students and like some of the sessions are more intense i guess but mrs s still does her thing and okay so it kind of puts up a front of being more serious but then when you get there it's kind of like <laughs> yeah we, we, we joke we were we were joking yeah no <laughs> i mean and there's no curfew so like oh what yeah no curfew no curfew because oh, they rent out ridiculous. they rent out a lodge essentially and it's theirs, and there's no reason for you to have to go to bed, and you're all adults, so... That makes it sense. Is. I'm, I made... I'm a little bit jealous, but, I mean, I need my sleep, so I'm a little yeah. less... Yeah. If it weren't for curfew, I would, like, would not go to bed the entire week. <laughs> if, there's, if there's one thing... I mean, I, I, even with curfew, I didn't go to bed, but yeah. I was still in my dorm at a certain time. If there's anything that college like, has taught me is that sleep is for the weak and is not necessary actually for human <laughs> life. I feel like you said. <laughs> no, I used you to be one of those people who went to bed at like ten every night. Oops. As, um, during workshop, I would go out of bed at like one, two a.m. and then I'd get up at about five, six, and. Mom's like when mom came to pick me up, she said, "How come you don't do this at home?" <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I'm sorry. There's nothing. We'll see, but then nothing to do at home. Then you go home and you sleep for like three days after workshop. So that's what I do. <laughs> and you really gotta, you really want to carpool your way back home. You don't want to be driving alone back home. I did that at the yeah. last no. workshop I was at, and I was falling asleep in my car. It was a six-hour drive. And oh, I was dying. That's, yeah, that's kind of the worst. I that sounds terrible. I literally bought like a sixty-four ounce mug of ice and basically just chewed ice all the way back home. What, what's the next? <laughs> what's, what's the next question? The next question. I heard John Audi was a big deal at this workshop. Okay. We're oh, gonna. Oh my gosh. We're John gonna enter. Just so that we understand your relationship with John Audie, I'm going to insert the song that oh, you and your people made right here and now. Yes. So we're going to play that. John, 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 John Audie, we love him, Audie. We have this friend, his name is Naughty, but we call him by his nickname Naughty as we walk to the Bell Center lobby. John, 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 Okay, it's it's done playing.
That's that's how the magic of podcasting works. Yeah. So like, let's talk about know. John Audie. I have, I have a story about that singing. Yeah. It's, it's kind of painful. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> I was actually kind of sick that day. And me and uh, Mr. No Name, we went up to this lounge to get some Sprite. But we forgot our name cards back in our dorm, so we were locked out. Ah. So we had to we had to actually go outside and walk around, and we could tell what dorm was ours because it was the only one with the light on at 3 a.m. and there was people singing. So we just knocked on the door <laughs> and got a key card to go back inside. That was, yeah, that's the story of my adventure, getting locked out of my dorm. That's good. <laughs> And then we came in and they were singing about John Audie at 3 a.m. And just, why? Well, what, what's <laughs> the deal with John Audie? Oh, well, he was talking about um, conflict. Uh, was it just conflict between characters or was it conflict in general? I think it was just conflict in general. Okay. Like, well, like I think seven or five types of conflict. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And then he... Um, but then he kind of began to focus in on character versus character conflict at the uh, like the second half of his session, and um, he brought up these two characters named I just forgot their names Jessica and Kevin. Jessica and Kevin. 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 And so he talked <laughs> about how Jessica, Jessica and Kevin are best friends, and then one. Well, name- well, you see, but before he got into that, he started talking about how. Um, his friend wrote a romance book and like they came to him and said, will oh, you yeah. critique this for me? He said, why? And he said, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, you're a good writer or something. And he <laughs> says, when you think romance, you think John Audie. Yeah. And so that's, that's like that was kind of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is the new Owie and meme, essentially. Oh, exactly. oh it so is. It's well, everywhere. So he goes through a bunch of scenarios with uh, Jessica and Kevin and um, and then the aliens to... come in and they kill everyone. And it's just, <laughs> and then we'd like get to a point, and then we'd like completely start over with a completely new character versus character conflict. So he brought in like two it was other always characters. Jessica and Kevin. It was always Jessica and Kevin, but at one point, like they brought in Spencer, I like no. Spencer and Vanessa. Yeah, something like that. And uh, I feel like this guy of... really understands Oe and culture. <laughs> yeah, he really does. He fits in. Like right. he was kind of a. I want him, Jeff Gerke, and Tori Martin all on the stage yes. at the same time. That would oh be amazing. Gosh. That would be. Did Jeff Gerke make it to this workshop? No, no which was Aww. sad. Because, you know, Didn't Jeff Gerke is kind of this, like, I don't know, what to, a stereotypical. Like, when you think OEN, you kind of think Jeff Gerke. Jeff Gerke's yeah. the bomb.com. That's what exactly. Jeff Gerke is. If you look at bomb.com, you would find Jeff Gerke. You will find Jeff Gerke. He is amazing. <laughs> yeah. He's one, of, like he's one of my favorite speakers. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Well, I would, Mr. S is always my favorite, though. Every year, Oh yeah. Mr. S. Every year, Mr. S drops a wisdom bombshell. I know! It's, like, so ridiculous. True. Like, what was it this year? What was kind of... Um, fair winds and... Fair winds and following the, seas. Yeah. Yeah, that was the... That's was, what he started with, was the fair winds and following seas, which is um, a, sail, a blessing from families to sailors. Um, and... As he put it, it's basically, uh, we have the faith in you that you're going to come back and um, you're going to be here for us and we'll be here for you and stuff. And that was that was an awesome opener. And then the last night he talked about humility. Um, 
And I thought it was really cool because he talked about, he had, um, usually when people talk about humility, it's like straight up, you know, um, be humble, don't <laughs> let yourself, don't, don't compliment yourself type thing. I don't know. That's what I feel like it is a lot of times. But he brought in, uh, don't be a doormat with it. So, um, which I thought was really cool. And I think those need to be talked about together so much more than they are. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you summarized that because you did a lot better <laughs> job than I could have. <laughs> yeah, no, Mr. Rest has a lot of, of good stuff that generally applies to to the Odin community like, yeah, really F well. F oh, yeah. Not we just had, to writing, but to life, too. It's like, dang, exactly. man. Yeah, God, whatever, whatever he goes through, uh, you know, God just gives him a, a word that works for the community. I think, and it's it's really it's really cool stuff when he does. I need to see the session that he uploaded. At. Yeah, that's a really oh, yeah. good session. You need to watch that. What well, what is what is it? It's the Mother of Giants. I Mother of Giants. I'll let Mila summarize it because I just I, I'm no good at that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I looked up my I like grabbed my notes for this one. Um, he. I think he said, uh, one of the things he said was, as great as courage is, we also need to have humility. Um, he, but he, he defined humility as not self-condemnation, not giving up. Um, it's not just an attitude. Uh, and he talked about how beating yourself up puts the focus on yourself because you're focused in on yourself and that's not, that's not being humble. But, um, I, that's what it was mainly about, was, I guess. And we, we yeah. talked about certain things that we can work on uh, being humble about. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were um, Amish fiction, bad Christian movies, presidential candidates. And oh, we can't make yeah. fun of bad Christian yeah. movies anymore? Yeah. Aww. <laughs> so. I like that how it's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but there was like this Christian one quote. Movies. <laughs> I know. They're the best. They're the bomb.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, I know there's like one thing he said. I'm not like, I don't know, can't remember exactly what he said, but he said um, something along the lines of, if you give up, it's also being selfish, selfish because you're taking away like, what you could have, like, what God could have done through you. Like, you're taking away your gift of what God could have worked through you to do. Or something mm -hmm. like that. I'm not quite yeah. sure. Like, I don't know how he said it, but what he said was, like, really just, like, wow. Yeah, yeah for sure. That, that, very inspirational. Yeah, said, don't, don't, don't be Eeyore. Don't that be Eeyore. Like, oh, actually, I said that. I yelled out, don't be Eeyore. Basically. Oh, yeah, said, that was Yeah, Eeyore. don't be Eeyore. And I wrote it down. So, yeah, I was, I was really proud of that moment. <laughs> Mr. S. Knight called me out. I was so, so proud. <laughs> okay, well, hey, how were yeah. critique groups this year? I know this is kind of a quick shift to focus, but how did critique groups go? Actually, they were really good. I had a, a lot of fun this year. I had a great group, but um, the first couple days, this random college student just kind of walked in, and he sat in, like, and actually the second day, he kind of participated. And I was like, okay, uh, I don't know if this is really legal. And oh, that would know, totally actually, be me. <laughs> at like, if it happened at my college, <laughs> that's totally me. I just randomly go to events. And uh, he was actually kind of—he was kind of weird. And um, he like 
he wrote this paper and he said, you know, my my dad, he's an accomplished writer, and he said, he said that you know I have this really good gift and God blessed me with this ability to write really well. I was like, woo, good for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, oh after gosh. that happened, Mrs. S gave a talk yeah. on like don't let people participate that aren't supposed to be participating. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder why that came up. <laughs> we kind of had to tell him to uh, get lost That's in a good. Christian way. <laughs> <laughs> get Lovely lost. Way. God loves you. <laughs> you <know>? Yes. <laughs> God yeah. loves you, but, uh, but we do not. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take it personally. It's just business. Don't take it personal. <laughs> it's just that we hate you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. All the critique groups were named after these weird boat parts that I'd never heard of. Oh, that's yeah. cool. And mine was Locke's autograph. I'm still not completely sure that's how you say it. But we had to look it up, and there's was, there was no pictures for it. But it's like this navigational device that uses pictures and magnetism. Sweet. So we kind of spent the first day trying to figure out what that was. Productive use of critique group time, for sure. Yeah. Well, half their critique group, right? Like, half your critique group didn't even bring stuff to do, right? I I didn't bring stuff, and then this one other person didn't bring stuff, and two other people didn't bring stuff to last the entire week. So the last day, we had three people that actually did bring stuff. So we kind of finished almost two like one and a half hours early and so we played one word story for the rest of the time which was fun we wrote a pirate story about it from the perspective of the parrot on the shoulder excellent that was was fun his name is crackers (laughs) i dig it oh i dig it what about you leela how was your critique group it was fun um i was i usually because, you know, the critique groups are right after lunch. I'd, like, get to critique group, and I'd be exhausted. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'd be sitting there and just kind of hanging out. Um, but it was... I was the only historical fiction in the uh, group of fantasy sci-fi stuff. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> that was a little weird, but it was, it was a fun group. No, I feel you. Last critique group I was in, I was the only comedy in a group of super serious, like dark and brooding, dark and broody stories. Yeah. So except except my my dark. book was also like dark and broody in its comedy, like it was a dystopian comedy. Yeah. It's so like it, dark it fit. comedy, I love dark that. comedy, I love that dark comedy is so much fun. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, it was funny because the first day she's like the critique leader was like, don't, don't. Uh, explain anything before you start because she thought everyone was starting with their, you know, inciting incident scene. But I, that's what I took last year. So I brought a scene further on in my book and I didn't, so I didn't explain anything like she said. And I was the first one up. It was, it was a great start. But um, <laughs> I, every, wonderful. all of the dialogue was in code. So <gasps> my novel's set in 1963 and I forgot about it. I forgot that that's what it was. Until we were like halfway through, and I you was forgot like, your book was set in nineteen sixty. No, oh no, I forgot that it was all in code. So oh. he's like talking because mine is based around the Kennedy assassination, and um, they called when uh, Kennedy was president. They called like the White House Camelot, and um, because they the Kennedys were obsessed with that play with the with the King Arthur play, and so in the novel I have 
everyone referring to Kennedy and Jackie, or, uh, Jackie Kennedy, Kennedy Jackie Kennedy, yeah, to, as, um, King Arthur and, and as the White House is Camelot, and everyone was so confused, because I had, they were talking about guns and King Arthur, and everyone was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and at the end, at the end, I explained what happened, and everyone went back and completely crossed out everything that they had said <laughs> and rewrote all their comments. It was terrible. Oh my gosh. Thank you for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's the way it goes sometimes. Oh, like, no. yeah, no, I feel ya. Yeah, it just nosedived right, and I was the first excerpt too. I was, it just, it tanked right off with me. It was great. Oh no. One time, my first critique group I was in, I had a bunch of people. It was it was winter workshop, so it's more condensed. People I had like Matt Louser and Hannah Mills and Kate uh, Kate Wells. Y'all know Kate Wells? Yeah. Katie? Sorry. Yeah. Well, like one excerpt, she decided that it'd be more fun to draw a Nazi on my story with like a beret and a little like speech bubble that came out and it said Snookums than actually critique the excerpt. So I have somewhere on file. <laughs> Like the Snookums excerpt, and it's it's pretty Gosh. intense. That's awesome. Basically, <laughs> I think the Nazi though, because my story's in World War Two. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like I'm talking about Nazis, and like it's like a Gestapo-filled story, and so she's like, I'm gonna draw a Nazi, and he's going to say Snookums, and that's. that's awesome. <laughs> so, moral okay. of the story is that sometimes critique groups are really helpful, and sometimes they're just fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The best critique exactly. groups are both. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Our last so. day, uh, my critique group leader brought in a bunch of Oreos and Hershey Kisses. I was like, Bravo. my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who'd you have? Uh, Addison Lucci. Oh, Addison. Oh, He's Addison. Great. Of course, Addison. Everyone loves Addison. Who'd you have, Leela? I had Catherine Hawes. I don't know Catherine. Uh, she was Neo and Provit on the forum. She, I did, she was in my critique group last yeah, year. Yeah. Well, um, maybe I know. Maybe I know Catherine. I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't know who she I was until like last year. I feel like if you showed me a picture. I... Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to see a picture. Yeah. But, yeah, she's awesome. She was in my group last year, and, you know, on the you fill out the forum at the end of the week where it's like who do you think in your group would be a critique group leader and i said that she would be and she was my critique group leader this year so take nice. that seriously guys <laughs> mm -hmm. i feel like i need to come back and lead a critique group oh actually goodness. that's actually that's a bad idea it's a yeah. bad idea awesome. but it's also you know, a good would, idea like can you request what critique group you want to be in? Because like, if you came back, I would I would totally be in your thing, and I would wear a T Rex costume, and we could just chill. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like if the S has even accepted me as a critique group leader, like they would then look at all the other crazy people and be like, okay, who do we not want to combine Daniel with? <laughs> so like, I feel like there'd be no chance. They'd probably like bring me all the mild mannered people of OEN. Yeah, you and get, stick you get like all the quiet people. That or you know you have to email them telling you you're not bringing critiques now. So they would stick you with all the people who didn't bring anything. <laughs> so that okay, he's not going to get anything done. So let's just put the people that actually don't need anything done with him. 
<laughs> that, that's probably be smart anyway, even if like I did bring stuff. Like it'd be smart to like put in people who didn't actually need help. <laughs> that would that would be a wise decision. <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, I've enjoyed every critique group I, I've had yeah. so far, so it, they've all been great. What fun events did I miss? Like what fun stuff did y'all do this year? Fun stuff, let me see. Well, there's foam sword battles. Those still happen? Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are wonderful. I don't think those will ever die. I don't if they do, I think that everyone will grieve for those so much. Yeah. Remember back in my day when they had the foam sword battles? <laughs> <laughs> I miss those days. <laughs> That's probably what everyone would do, like, during that time, just sit around and talk about foam sword battles. It was really, really hot that week, and they had Hunger Games outside on the hottest day. Uh, what was it, 96? 96 degrees like out? That. 98? It was 96! Oh my gosh, you Illinois human being. <laughs> it's like 102 out right now, and it's only like 945. Uh, Come down to Oklahoma. Come down to Oklahoma and feel what heat's really like. Oh. Maybe later. Yeah. I'll just stay in my air conditioning <laughs> room for now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, yeah. Uh, and like people listening to this podcast right now who have no concept of Owen, they must think that this is all really weird. Yeah. But like this is what Sorry, writer guys. culture is, okay? When writers get together, this is what it's like. It's yeah, imaginative yeah. and fun. Yeah, yeah. And random fun. and unproductive generally, but yeah. Everyone kind of takes away a nugget of something. Hey, that... you need a week of recharge every so often for your writing life. You gotta be around your people sometime, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. This is how I get around my people. I podcast with them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very oh, yeah. effective method. Yes. So, like, Excuse what me. other... Was there any other nuggets of truth that y'all got out of, out of this workshop that you would like to share with the populace? Well, Steve Lobby gave that one talk that kind of was like, ouch. Yes. <laughs> what was Steve Lobby's that talk? One? The be the king's foil thing. I don't yeah. know how to explain that, but... Leela, take it uh, away. Okay. <laughs> you, Leela. <laughs> well, see, that one, I... Because Tom and I, before that, we were looking at the um, what it said in the cafeteria right i know uh, on the little pamphlet so, like, and we were like theology of sci-fi we like this is going to be the most boring talk we've no, ever been we, we were both and like then, we're just gonna sleep during this one that's what we're, we're gonna do is we're just gonna you know silly this me doesn't I, had, apply to us. I had all my note like all my note taking stuff in my bag because i was planning on sleeping and then he started talking i was like Whoa. Wait, wait, hold up. I gotta get my, I gotta I get my notepad. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I had mine out from the last one. I think it's somebody was before him. I don't remember, but I had mine out. And I think I wrote, like, one line before I was so into the talk that I completely forgot to write anything else down. So... That's happened to me before. Wow. So, like, what yeah. was the gist of it? I From the, the King's Foil thing, is from Lord of the Rings. And I uh, said Aragorn, when... He had this king's foil and he would crush it and like it would kind of make the kind of change the atmosphere of the room. It would be like really cool and refreshing and just like satisfying and peaceful. And that's what he said we should be. We should be the king's foil that refreshes the room. And I was like, so do we have to be crushed first or can we just 
<laughs> like be be a substance that's ground to a powder and makes things nice. Exactly. But I, I hope someday they crush me into a powder and I make a room not smell nice. That'd be good. It'd be a good way to end. But like the whole thing he was talking about the good king. And um Rila, your turn. <laughs> Well, I'm really um, struggling here. I know, it's hard, it's really hard to summarize that. I'm trying to see if I can find the one thing that I wrote. Oh, here it is. I think I wrote down a book title, that's it. Okay, the only thing I wrote down was have a sense of wonder and awe, and then he totally, like, went off, and I was just like, whoa. But he talked about, um, he talked about different, uh, sci-fi novels, and how easy it is for sci-fi writers to turn the gospel kind of inside out or on its head or something and send a completely opposite message of what the gospel well, really know, is. I, I might be thinking of a different talk because, you know, he had the sci-fi one. Didn't he have a different one later about kings? He had I'm pretty one sure he had two. He, about, yeah, he had two. He had the one, the sci-fi one. I think that might have been the King's Coil one, too. But he, oh. No, he had one no, about the coming the of the one. good king, and that was the second one. So, sorry, yeah. disregard everything I said earlier, because... <laughs> <laughs> that no, came later. That but, um, yeah, that one was on Thursday, I think. Second yeah, one. I know it was near the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. Thursday. But the uh, sci-fi, the theology of sci-fi, and he talked about how it doesn't just apply to um, science fiction is... It goes over to fantasy or whatever you're writing, really. And I wish I had taken more notes. I mean, yeah, I kind of wish I could listen to that one again because I know he made like a really good point, but I can't remember what it was. I know it was he. Is it just about being respectful and allegory, or not? Not even that so much. He really told he told a bunch. He told the basic plots for a couple of science fiction novels and the um how they kind of treat christianity and kind of turn it on its head i don't know how to explain this I, this is I, really hard I, I can't remember what exactly he said but i know like the illustrations he used because he said there's this one short story where this person he had a time machine so he wanted to go back in time and meet jesus yeah. but when he did jesus was like this completely disfigured monster thing that and this isn't Jesus and he's so he starts teaching what he thought Jesus taught from the Bible and then he became Jesus in a way mm. and so that yeah. so it kind of I, yeah right. I wanna, there's a couple other ones similar to that that he told and everybody was just kind of horrified yeah there was the really weird one about the 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 guy who sent missionaries and he lost contact with some of them so he went to find them and he found one of them hanging upside down on a cross or no was it upside down I forget. Like, he was hanging on a cross and he had been there for like 500 years and he died every day because like he had told the aliens about how jesus died and rose again so they they kind of took it literally and nailed him to a cross and so he died and but he came back to life every every morning and he would die again and like he made that illustration of 
I can't remember. It was like dying to yourself. Mm-hmm. And was so, Steve Lobby for this type of writing or against it? I mean, what, what was his point? I'm not completely sure now that you mention it. But I think he was think more against misrepresenting Yeah, I think he, he says it's important to, like, incorporate the Bible, like, in a good way in your writing. Yeah, in truth and not in something that's, I don't know, not... Because, I mean, that I does sound... It, it, I mean, these, these are both examples of perversions... Um, mm -hmm. but at the same time, they're both examples of interesting things to do and work with. Um, yeah. I, I don't like the time travel one as much as I like this, uh, this alien missionary thing. That sounds yeah. really cool to me. Yeah. I'm down yeah. with that. And you, I don't know. I think you kind of picked the wrong people to tell you about the sessions because <laughs> we, no. we, we paid attention and we got stuff out of it, but you know, we're not exactly the grade A students. <laughs> I... <laughs> That's okay, none of us are the greatest students. And if I had been there, I wouldn't be the best person to talk about it either. So, even uh, though I take rigorous notes with a Sharpie. Yeah. I, I my kind notes of feel like smell the really are going to watch this or listen to this and they're going to be like, man, these are terrible kids. Why do they come? They don't don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, guys. Don't worry. No one, lo no one listens to this podcast anyway. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> hey, I'm tweeting this out to all my friends. I'm Totesun Podcast. Hashtag awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well that's fantastic well hey we we have run out of time this has oh, been yeah. this has been a, a lengthy podcast indeed yeah. and this has been lots I of feel fun like we just got started i know right i know but we've actually been going for like 45 minutes wow. wow so i guess we have to go but thank you both so much for being on this has been like fun we Thanks should do this again it. we'll do this yeah, again next definitely. year right yes next ne yeah. next workshop <laughs> I'll, I'll be wearing my T-Rex costume. Good. <laughs> I'll hold. I'm gonna hold you to that. I'm only gonna talk in roars. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, say goodbye to the people. Uh, bye, everybody. Bye, people. Don't Thanks for listening. Offer. Yeah. What she said. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in today. Quick thing. Um, one, my website is alive again. It's not that much prettier, but it should work way better. So thatguywiththehat.com, you can go and hang out at the Hangout location on that. It is back up and running. Sorry it took me so long, guys. It's been quite the summer. but So that's good news. Another piece of news, I'm wanting to do a bit of a series on children's stories, on picture book, children's stories, that type of thing. Um, mainly because my girlfriend is looking at publishing a children's book. I have more details on that that I'll explain, but the gist of it is that as we go through this publication process, this writing and publication process, I want to tie in guests on the show who are familiar with that scene. I want us to have a full-fledged event revolving around children's book publication. So, I'd like you to submit some names of some authors that you'd be interested in hearing from who wrote a children's book you read when you were younger. Or a children's book that you've read now that you think would be a good one to to tune into to talk about this this genre because there's a lot of people who want to get into this genre but no one knows how to do it that's basically publication in a nutshell regardless of the type of publication it's like yes we want to do no we don't know how but yeah submit some names of some people you'd like and we'll get them on the show we'll talk to them and this will be this will be kind of a fun three or four episode series, I think, is what we'll, we're going to be looking at here. 
So, unless y'all hate the idea, at which point let me know in the comments as well, and we can change it for you. Anyway, so, that's the news. That's the word on the street. Yeah, so, any strudel. I'm going to fly away now, and I'll leave you all here. And I hope you all have a great time on this deserted little island, and don't eat all the coconuts, because one of them has Tabasco sauce in it. I don't know what this outro has become, so I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. Bye!